Hello and welcome to the First Baptist Church Big Spring Podcast. So glad you've joined us for this week's episode. Just to let you know, this is the very first episode and we're so glad you've joined us. Please share this with your friends and let them know that we are now providing this. We're going to be doing a few things each week. There'll be at least one episode a week where we, for the most part, will be looking back upon the previous Sunday's sermon. We'll dive into the scripture a bit deeper ask a few questions, hopefully get you processing some of that information, thinking about what you've learned and how that's impacting your life. We're going to be doing that this week with Pastor, Youth Pastor Roger Stafford's sermon from just a few days ago. We'll look at the topic of fear and how we have freedom in Christ, some of the things that he talked about on Sunday the 12th. We're looking forward to, to jumping in there. Just a few other things to be looking forward to with this podcast. Other weeks, we'll have more than one episode. We'll do some interviews, hopefully with some of our church staff members, some community members, and other things that will be on relevant topics that are facing the world today. We're living in a strange time in the midst of this COVID-19 virus. How are we responding to that as a church? What are some of the things we need to be thinking about in our individual lives as we seek to respond in a gospel-centered way for that? How can we lead our neighbors to learn about Christ? What kind of unique opportunities do we have? And so we'll be looking at some of those things and having some special guests from time to time, but really just a way for us to provide some updates to you as a church, encourage you. One of the things that we want to do, particularly with this sermon review, will be kind of a a Bible study, not a full-fledged Bible study, But we want to provide this as a resource for many of you that are not able to attend a Sunday school class regularly. Some of those folks would include our audio video staff that works upstairs, getting everything ready for worship. Our children's and youth Sunday school teachers that serve so faithfully and diligently in the children's and preschool and youth departments. Many of them are not able to attend a Sunday school class on a regular basis because they're serving and teaching children and and students. And so we want to provide that as a resource for you as well. So we're hoping that this will be, be an amazing blessing. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to read just a few scriptures today and review a few of the ones that we looked at this past Sunday. The main passage that we're going to look at today is Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse number 1. If you were here on Sunday for the worship service, Youth Pastor Roger Stafford talked about freedom as well as fear. Some of the things that we're living through in our world right now are causing many of us to be fearful, some of us to be concerned about things we never thought we may have to deal with or even think about. And Scripture speaks to those topics. Roger did a great job walking through some of the different varying passages of Scripture that talk about this idea of fear, talks about how we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Those things not necessarily go away, but God is with us through all of those things. There are challenges that are occurring in each and every one of our lives right now. There are challenges that have been faced throughout world history and the history of the church that are certainly huge, major things that are going on, but God is with us through all of those things, and He wants to remind us that He is always there. He was not surprised by any of these things. He was not surprised by this COVID-19 outbreak. He was not surprised by anything that's happened in world history. 
And the greatest news about all of that is the next thing that seems like a big, huge challenge that comes down in maybe in the in the life of the world, in, in our local area, or even in your personal life, God's not going to be surprised by that as well. He already knows the future and he's holding it in his hands. So just really recap what, what Roger talked about on Sunday morning. He talked several things that there is freedom from sin. Just the reminder that once you are a believer, once you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and have accepted his free gift of salvation, there is freedom from sin. Does not mean that sin goes away completely from your life. We still need to repent, ask God's forgiveness from that, but there is freedom in sin, or freedom from sin. Second thing he talked about was there's freedom from guilt and shame. A lot of times we like to look back upon and continue to beat ourselves up over those things, but Roger reminded us so well that when God has forgiven those things, he does not hang on to them in a giant file cabinet like each of us, each of us would have if, if he did. So there's freedom from that guilt and from that shame. And there's also freedom from fear. It's not a, a freedom to be reckless. It's not a freedom to be not smart about some of the things that are going on, but it's a freedom from fear. Romans 8, verses 12 through 17, we looked at on Sunday morning. It's just a, it's the ability to not have a fear over particularly some things that we are not in control over. But finally, Roger wrapped up so wonderfully on Sunday morning that we have a freedom to things, a freedom to things. And the first one he talked about is where I really want to camp out today, that we are to live a life worthy of our calling in Christ Jesus. So we're going to come back to that in just a second. You have the freedom to live a life worthy of our calling in Christ Jesus. Second, you have a life, you have the freedom to live a life of service and sacrifice. You can look at Romans 12, 1 and 2 for that. Third, there's a freedom to live for the Spirit and His agenda, not our agenda. Galatians 5, 16 through 18 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which we will look at here in just a minute, as well as Colossians chapter 3. And finally, a freedom to live prepared. Colossians 4, 5, and 6, Roger talked about. 2 Timothy 4, 2, we also read that on Sunday morning. I encourage you to go back and read those passages of Scripture. But where I want to spend a few minutes today is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. So if you've got your Bibles, I encourage you to open that up. And let's read Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. Follow along there. If you're driving on the road, I'd encourage you not to follow along. Just listen real carefully. Ephesians 4, 1 and 2 said, Therefore, a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. And so we see this idea this amazing concept that we have the freedom, the freedom to live a life worthy of our calling in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul mentions there four things, four things he talks about. He talks about, first, he talks about humility. Second, he talks about gentleness. Third, he talks about patience. And then he talks about this bearing with one another in love. We're really going to focus on those first three today, not because the fourth one's not important, but I just don't have time to dive deeply into that idea of bearing with one another in love. So let's look at the first one. The first idea he talks about there is humility. Humility. 
A lot of times we, as red-blooded American Texans, we like to think of ourselves not in such a humble way. That's okay. That's just who we are. You know, we live in a great state. We live in a great country. We're proud of that. But God calls us to live a life of humbleness. And a lot of times we get confused over our standing in the world. Our standing in the world of, of where we live, who we are, where we're from, those things don't matter in the eyes of God. I love America. I love living in Texas. I love all these things about it. But it isn't ultimately my standing. Remember, several years ago, Rebecca and I were missionaries in Canada, and there was a, a summer baseball league that was, that was played there. It was a college league, developmental league, and one of the things that they did, the World Junior Baseball Championship was being held in Canada that summer, and leading up to that, there were some exhibition games that were being played, and one of the games was being played there uh, in the city that we lived, just the teams that were preparing, and, and we went to to the game that was between the United States, and I'm not even sure who else was playing. But one of the things about living in Canada uh, versus living in the United States is uh, we were reminded of some of the some of the things about the United States when we would go back. We loved our time in Canada. We loved the people of Canada. It'll always be on our hearts and on our minds. But there's always going to be that place, no matter where you go in the world, where you're reminded of who you are and where you came from. And to us, that was our identity as an American. And, and on that particular day, played the national anthem for both, both nations, the United States uh, and the other team that I don't even remember. And I remember standing up for the United States national anthem during that baseball game uh, and it being a different experience. I had never experienced the United States national anthem being played in a foreign country. I was, Rebecca and I were probably one of, there were, there were probably a few other Americans in there on that day besides the baseball players, I remember just getting chill bumps up and down my arms thinking about where I was and the fact that I was an American and, and there we were singing the national anthem. This, this pride overwhelmed me. I was, I was, it was a different experience. But I'm also reminded that my citizenship Although here in the United States, Scripture tells us that our ultimate citizenship is in heaven. When we encounter a relationship with Jesus, we encounter a change in citizenship. We've sworn a new allegiance. No matter what country we live in around the world, we are a citizen of heaven. And ultimately, that is our ultimate residence, and our ultimate allegiance should go to King Jesus. And this idea of humility goes right along with that. Humility, I love the way this is described. Humility is an inside-out virtue produced by comparing ourselves to the Lord rather than others. Let me say that for you one more time. Humility is an inside-out virtue produced by comparing ourselves to the Lord rather than others. What that means is that when we compare ourselves to God, we don't have any standing. The only standing that we have from God, the only humility that we have, there are two ways. Number one, 
if you are not humble towards the Lord God that created everything, then you need to reevaluate that. We're to be humble towards the Lord that, that created us. And the second thing, if we think too highly of ourselves, we just need to be reminded of that fact. What this means is it brings, brings our behavior into alignment with this idea of this inner revelation to keep ourselves from exalting ourselves. When we are constantly reminded of who God is, the fact that he created us, sent his son to die for us, and now we live a life in obedience to him, recognizing him as king over all. When we have that idea and we recognize God's rightful place and our rightful place, then we've got this idea of humility that we're working on. doesn't mean we always get it right, but what it does mean is that God has everything in his hands and we are to live in response to that in a humble manner towards the God that created us. The second thing that Paul talks about in this short text that I want to look at today is this idea of gentleness. Gentleness. Gentleness can be described as emphasizing the divine origin of meekness, which is expressed with power, with reserve. Power with reserve. Gentleness is emphasizing the divine origin of meekness, which is expressed with power, with reserve. It's a really complicated way of saying, if you have a gentle heart, a gentle spirit, then that's going to come out in front of others. So for the believer, meekness or gentleness begins with God's inspiration, and it finishes with his direction, and it finishes with his empowerment in able to do that. And it's a divine balancing virtue that can only be achieved through faith in Jesus Christ. You do not have the ability to be a gentle, meek person outside of a relationship with God, not in the way Scripture describes it. 1 Timothy 6.11, as well as 2 Timothy 2.22-25, talks about this very concept of operating within gentleness, within faith. You can be gentle, you can be kind, but this idea of meekness and gentleness is not a rejection of being strong and being bold in our witness. It's not an idea of just laying over so other people can trample on you, but it's the idea of having a gentle spirit, a gentle heart, because that's what God did. God gave up his son. Jesus laid down his life, shows a gentle attitude, a gentle thing. And, and we're going to get to this last idea of patience in just a minute. There comes a point where things are inspired by God and demanded and must happen through that in response to some things. But we must have a gentle heart and a gentle mind. And it's this balance that can only be achieved in a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're to live a life in accordance with this idea of gentleness. Finally, this idea of patience. Patience is oftentimes in other translations of Scripture is described as this idea of long-suffering, long-suffering. So patience is waiting a sufficient amount of time before doing something. That's the idea that the scripture is talking about here. Waiting a sufficient amount of time before doing something. 
It's being content in the way things are now, or it's waiting long enough in order that God can take care of it in a way that will far, far outweigh what you could have ever come up with. Roger talked about this on Sunday when he talked about his brother that has recently recovered from COVID-19. Roger wasn't able to do anything. He had to be patient. He had to wait on the Lord. He had to pray to God. And he talked about the idea that God surely handled it better than he ever could. Patience is the idea of waiting on God to do something. At some point in many situations, it is right to express anger over certain things. But it should not be the first inclination of a believer to go get mad about something without waiting. Without waiting. We should be slow to anger, as Scripture tells us. It's this divinely regulated patience, and it describes God Himself. How patient is God? Well, He hasn't sent His Son back to judge the world once and for all yet, right? So He's waiting. He's a patient God. He's a loving God. He's the God that created us. Only the Lord can produce this type of patience in our life. Galatians 5.22 talks about it as being a part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's patience. It's long-suffering, as it's described in some places. It's the idea that we don't have to do something instantaneously. We live in a world of instant gratification. We live in a world of, of everything has to happen quickly, or I can't possibly wait on it. When I get done recording this podcast in just a few minutes, I'm going to hit the stop recording button, and I'm going to have to wait on this podcast to process. And I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, it's 11.51 a.m. My stomach's starting to rumble a little bit. I'm going to be getting hungry pretty soon here, but I'm going to wait on this podcast to process because I need to. Patience is something that is completely been turned on its head just in the past five years. If it takes a minute for that video to load on social media, if our Netflix account isn't buffering fast enough for us and too many other people in our neighborhood are watching that show at the same time and our internet's slowed down, if there's traffic in front of us on the road, if you don't think you have a problem with patience, go to a big city, drive around. You will develop patience because you're just going to sit there and wait. Patience is not something we're naturally born with, but Scripture tells us that we are to be patient. I'm going to be honest, I'm not a very patient person. I have to work on that a lot. When I'm ready to go somewhere, I'm ready to go. It's time to go. I said, we're leaving at 8, let's go. Rebecca and I first got married. Her idea of early and my idea of early was much different. My idea of leaving early would have been before the sun came up, Her idea of leaving early would have been before lunch. Nothing wrong with my opinion, nothing wrong with her opinion. Somewhere pretty soon into the marriage, we came up with a compromise, which means we have never left before the sun came up, nor have we ever waited until lunch to leave on a day-long trip, unless that was by design. You see, I've learned to be patient. I've learned a little bit more that marriage will do that for you. Rebecca has learned to uh, figure out how to deal with my impatience when I still find it. One of the smartest things we ever did in in our marriage 
was issue a range of time in which we're going to leave. If I wanted to leave at 8 o'clock, we would say that we're going to leave between about 7.45 and 8.15. Because if I said we're going to leave at 8, man, I want to leave at 8 or 7.59 because I struggle with this idea of being patient. It's been a good compromise for us in our lives, and uh, this only is modified more after you have children to get them all ready and make sure everything is packed and you haven't forgotten anything. But think about it in, in terms of how we're to be patient with other people. How many of you have people that you have a hard time being patient with? Pastor Mark calls them EGR people, extra grace required. You're around that person and you need to exhibit a bit more patience than normal. Scripture says that what, that is what we're supposed to do. We're to show grace. We're to be patient because we're called to be Christ-like. Has God been patient with you? Has Jesus shown patience towards you? The answer to both those questions is yes. So aren't we to do it as well? Where does that leave us today? What are we supposed to do? We live in a world of instantaneous satisfaction, instant information, a world in which we don't know what to do, but we want it to happen right now. We're living in a time where we're all sick and tired of this COVID-19 mess. And I'm with you. I'm tired of it. I wish we could just blink and it'd be gone. But we're having to show patience. We're having to learn along the way. We're having to make the best decisions that we can with the information that we have. We're having to live a life of understanding that other people are more important than us. And sometimes things have to be waited on. Sometimes it doesn't always happen when and if we want it to happen. But we have to live a life in accordance to God's Spirit. So here's my questions for you today as we wrap up. Which of those three things is the most difficult for you? Is it humility? Is it gentleness? Or is it patience? Humility, gentleness, or patience? This week, I'd like you to read Ephesians 4, 1 through 2. Read that again. And here's what I'm asking you to pray for. Whichever of those three things that you struggle with most, ask God to work on your heart in that area. Ask God to work on your heart in that area. I'd love to hear from you about this. See how God's working in your life in response to His Scripture. You can send me an email. The email address is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at fbcbigspring.org. You can also access that on the staff page of our church website, fbcbigspring.org. Under About Us, you can find the contact information for myself and all of our church staff members. We'd love to hear from you about this episode. The next few weeks, we'll continue to record episodes talking about back into the book of John with Pastor Mark this coming Sunday. We'll look forward to being there and hearing from him. We'll also be recording a few special episodes, maybe even with a few special, special guests here in the next couple of weeks. Encourage you to tune in for those. Share this podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. You can access it on our church website, fbcbigspring.org. 
or directly through Anchor and Spotify. You can take that with you on your mobile device. You can download the episodes, all kinds of things. If you're having any trouble with any of the particular aspects of this, send us an email at help at fbcbigspring.org, help at fbcbigspring.org, or you can call the church office, 432-267-8223, extension 20. Again, that's 432-267-8223, and extension 20 is me. Be glad to help you out. Look forward to hearing from you this week. Have a great day.